Welcome to the Yoga at Home podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Klaus, owner and director of Inner Spring Yoga. This class was recorded live at our studio in New Albany, Indiana. You can learn more about me at my website, carrieklaus.yoga, and learn more about our studio or join us for a live stream class at www.isyoga.me. Before beginning this or any other new physical activity, please consult your, your healthcare provider. Enjoy your practice. I would like to start in child's pose. However, if child's pose is not your favorite, your knees don't like it or your hips don't like it for some reason, you can lie down on your back and bring your knees to your chest. So you'll look like you're in child's pose, only you'll be on your back instead of on your front. So whichever position feels the most comfortable for you is how you can start. Child's pose or resting on your back. And then just take a moment to settle in. You might need to shift and move your body a little bit. And then once your body gets settled in, start to bring some awareness to your breath. And just noticing the flow of breath in and out. So we were just talking about how things kind of changed very quickly. We went from having just a few people trickling into class to having pretty full classes most of the time. And I see this in a lot of places. It's not just here at yoga. Things are starting to open back up and um, we're starting to kind of get back to some of the things that we used to do. And as things are opening back up and we're starting to get back to some of these things that we're used to do, I just ask you to take a moment to reflect on what things you want to invite back into your life and what things you don't. So a little over a year ago, everything just came to a total standstill and we did nothing. And I actually heard from a lot of people at that time um, that they enjoyed that slower pace, that it was nice. And also around that time, people started commenting to me in yoga classes and just I would hear it in general that um, they noticed things like the birds singing in the morning, things that they really hadn't paid attention to before, but they were noticing it now or that um, the spring was actually really beautiful. Like there were lots of flowers in bloom. The trees were purple and pink and white instead of green. And these are things that happen every single year. The birds wake up and sing every single day. And we're always too too busy to notice them.
So spring has this sort of regenerative uh, spirit. Right? We see the levels of activation going up everywhere. If you just watch the, the squirrels out here in the front lawn, they're really busy. And so as these levels of activation are starting to ramp back up, I wonder what would happen if we just slowed down, if we didn't rush. What if instead of all of the commitments that you had a year ago, you just took time to catch up on your sleep and took a nap? Or you enjoyed reading a good book? Or maybe you just sat out on your back porch and actually enjoyed listening to those birds? If you are in child's pose, face down, let's take a moment, maybe rock your hips a little bit from side to side. You can roll your head back and forth, massage your forehead. If you're on your back, you can do the same, just rocking your whole body a little bit from side to side, slowly starting to bring some movement and some energy into your body. And then start to make your way onto your hands and knees and just take your time. And if there's anything you need to do between here and there, take a moment to do those things. If you need some blankets underneath of your knees, you can grab your blankets and spread those out. Take time to kind of build up your comfort. And then stack your hips over your knees and your shoulders over your wrists and begin to move through extension and flexion of your spine or the cow and the calf. So lifting your tailbone and your chest like a back bend, tucking your tail, tucking your chin, rounding your spine. And just follow the speed and the rhythm of your breath here. And kind of notice the tendency to like go really fast through this because it's something that we do in every single class. And instead, see if you can slow down and see if there's something new to notice here. Just like maybe when you slowed down, you noticed the birds singing to you in the morning. Or you notice the vibrant colors in the spring. So in our asana practice, the practice of yoga postures, especially in poses like our pose of the month, this month, the um, standing balance pose called Ardha Chandra Chapasana, these same ideas of slowing down apply. Right? If we slow down and pay attention to the details and take time to prepare, 
we can experience more freedom in the posture. If we start to pay attention to the natural pauses that come up during practice, we can support ourselves by building a sense of stability and security or regaining our composure before we move on. We'll do one more round of cat and cow. And then as you start to come back towards a neutral spine, you can walk your hands forward about one handprint, tuck your toes under, raise your hips back and up into downward facing dog. If you have blankets down for your knees, just keep them there. We're gonna come back to our knees in a moment and alternate maybe bending one knee and then the other, shifting your hips a little bit from side to side. I'm just starting to bring some movement into your whole entire body. And then take just another breath or two here in downward facing dog. And then lower your knees and return to child's pose. And if you were on your back before, go ahead and stay on your front this time, even if it's not your favorite place to be. And bring your awareness back to your breath. And then just take a moment here to notice where your mind goes. And for now, it's totally okay if your mind goes somewhere else, if you're like thinking about dinner or you're thinking about that thing that happened at work or what you saw in the news today, because that's what our minds do. They, they think and they wander, right? But our minds can be trained. And over time with some patience, we can train the mind to stay focused in one point. But in order to do that, we have to take advantage of those natural pauses that occur in our day, whether it's in your yoga asana practice or just throughout your day. And start to slowly build a practice one step at a time. So while we're working on physical movement, physical asana practice tonight, we'll also be working on building our focus and our concentration. With both of your arms stretching forward as you inhale, come up onto your hands and knees, and then keep your hips stacked above your knees, but walk your hands forward as far as they'll go and let your chest sink down towards the floor in Anahatasana. So the hips stay high, the hands walk forward. Some of you might be able to melt your chest all the way down to the floor. Some of you might hover above the floor a little. 
You can lift your gaze and rest your chin on your mat, or you can tuck your chin and rest your forehead on your mat. You can even invite in a block if you need a little more support for your head. And then the, the aim here is the extension of the upper back, so some compressive feeling in between your shoulder blades, and also the flexion at your shoulders, so your arms in line with your ears. So just like we can slowly, with patience, train our brain, our mind, we can do the same with our body, with time and, and patience. We can build a physical practice step by step. Take one more breath in and out. And then when you inhale, start to walk your hands back beneath your shoulders, returning to your tabletop pose. Tuck your right toes under, and as you exhale, slide your right foot to the back of your mat. And just take a moment to press through your heel, stretch the back of your leg. <clears throat> And then draw the heel forward so that it's stacking over your toes. You might be up on the very tippy toes here. Use the strength of your inner thigh and lift your heel as high as your hip. And draw your navel towards your spine. Shift a little more weight into your right hand and lift your left arm beside your left ear. So in... Yoga, asana practice, we can build that physical practice and train the body step by step at the same time that we train the mind. So as you move through your postures, notice where your mind goes. And just kindly invite it back to this space over and over again. We'll take one more breath in. And then when you exhale, take your left hand back beneath your shoulder and lower your right toes to the ground. So we'll keep that leg stretched out behind. Spin your right heel down to your mat. Open your hips to the right. Take your right hand onto your waist. And then press to the outer edge of your right foot like you're really trying to plant the entire sole of your foot down on your mat. Good. From here, you can stretch your right arm up towards the ceiling or turn your right palm towards the front of the room and stretch the right arm beside your ear. And then some of you might even like to laterally flex your spine, which means a side bend. So you'll puff your right ribs up towards the ceiling, reach your arm all the way over your head like you're trying to touch the floor above your head with your right hand. You can think of your spine as being like in the shape of a rainbow. And then on your next breath in, reach the right arm straight up to the ceiling. And as you exhale, circle the right hand down to the floor. Draw the right knee in underneath of the right hip. 
Take a breath in, extend your spine, lifting your tail, lifting your chest. And then exhale, flexing your spine. So you're tucking the tail, tucking the chin. As you inhale, come back to neutral. Tuck your left toes under. On your exhale, slide your left foot to the back of your mat. Just a breath or two to press back through the heel, stretch the leg. And then rock that left foot forward a little so you're right up on your tippy toes. And press your hands down into the floor and feel the muscles in between your shoulder blades start to activate and your shoulder blades kind of spread away from each other. But then use your left inner thigh and lift your heel as high as your hip. But try to keep those muscles in between the shoulder blades active as you shift more weight into your right hand and no, into your left hand and reach your right arm forward. That would have taken a lot of concentration there. And the navel draws back towards the spine. And then you're just inviting your breath back into the moment over and over and over again. Take one more breath in. And when you exhale, lower the right hand. Let the toes come back to the mouth. And spin your left heel down, opening your hips and your chest to the left. Bring your left hand onto your waist. Press to the outer edge of your left foot so you're really grounding that whole entire foot down to the floor. And then as you inhale, stretch your left hand up to the ceiling. You can stay just like this with your uh, shoulders stacked or turn your left palm towards the front of the room, reach your arm beside your ear. You can stay right here or another option is to do that lateral flexion or that big deep side bend by puffing your left ribs up towards the ceiling and letting your left hand fall over your head like you might touch your fingertips down to the floor over your head. And when you inhale, left arm reaching straight back up. Exhale to circle the left hand to the floor. Draw the left knee in beneath the hip. As you inhale, lift your tailbone, sink your belly, lift your chest. And then exhale to tuck your tail around your spine, take your chin to your chest. When you inhale, come back to a neutral position. And then tuck your toes under, walk your hands forward. As you lift your seat back and up into downward facing dog, go ahead and move the blanket out from underneath of you. We're gonna be done with being on our knees for a little while. And then walk your feet in about two or three steps and take your feet as wide as your mat. So one of my teachers calls this the bulldog pose. It's like a dog except shorter and squatter than a normal dog. And it takes some of the weight out of your wrists and your shoulders. So this is a good variation if you do experience some wrist and shoulder discomfort in downward facing dog. 
But it's also a really good hamstring stretch, a little bit better than downward facing dog. So if you're wanting to stretch your hamstrings, this is a good variation to take. So we're just building patiently, step by step, toward our pose of the month. And in order to do that, we have to kind of address all of the little things that happen in that posture. So we have to get our hamstrings and our inner thighs open. We have to find a way to strengthen our outer hip because that's what helps keep that leg lifted. The chest and shoulders have to be open because there's a little bit of a back bending component. And we have to build our focus and our concentration. And it just takes time to do all of those things. We take one more breath in and out. And then when you inhale, you can look ahead and continue to walk your feet the rest of the way to your hands and bring your feet in about hips distance apart. And then as you inhale, slide your hands onto your shins or your thighs, lengthen out your spine. When you exhale, fold forward over your legs, and then breathe in and come all the way to stand. Stretch your arms out and reach up overhead. And when you exhale, release your hands behind your back and clasp them together into a fist. Press the palms together, stretch the knuckles down, roll the shoulders back and down, lift the chest, breathe in. When you exhale, put a little bend in your knees and then start to fold forward, lead with your heart. Once you're folded here, you can rotate through the shoulder joint so that the knuckles stretch up towards the ceiling. Breathe in. And breathe out. Inhale. Exhale. Take one more breath in. And then when you exhale, bend your knees and take your fingertips down to the floor. And as you inhale, extend your spine, reach your chest forward and your hips back. And then as you exhale, plant your hands and step your right foot to the back of your mat in a lunge. You can use blocks underneath your hands if you like that here. And then as you inhale, stretch your left knee forward, reach back through your right heel, roll your shoulders back, lift your chest. And then as you exhale, step your left foot back to meet your right and downward facing dog. Inhale to raise your heels, come forward into plank pose, the top of a push-up. And then as you exhale, bend your knees down to the floor and just pause there. Then on your breath in, come back to the cow pose, lifting your tailbone and lifting your chest. And then rock forward, and as you exhale, bend your elbows and lower your chest and chin to the floor in front of your fingertips. On your breath in, slide your heart forward and up. The hips come down to touch the ground, point the toes. And then exhale, lower all the way back down. On your breath in, come up to your hands and knees. As you exhale, press your seat all the way back to your heels. Come into child's pose and pause here. Breathe in and breathe out. And just take this pause to check in. Do you need to regain your composure? Do you need to invite your breath 
your mind back to your body. And then on your next breath in, come up to your hands and knees, tuck your toes. And as you exhale, press your seat back and up into downward facing dog. <laughs> Inhale and stretch your right leg to the sky behind you. And then as you exhale, step your right foot forward in between your hands. Again, you can grab your blocks if you like them here. As you inhale, right knee stretches forward, press back through your left heel, lift your chest, shoulder blades can draw together a little. And then as you exhale, step your left foot forward to meet your right foot. Inhale and extend your spine long. Exhale and refold. And then as you breathe in, come all the way to stand, sweep the arms out and reach. Exhale, hands go behind the back, make a fist. Press the palms together as you inhale, roll the shoulders back, lift the chest. Exhale, lead with your heart, fold forward. Rotate at the shoulder joint so the knuckles start to reach up towards the ceiling. Breathe in. And then as you breathe out, release your fingertips down to the floor. Inhale to lengthen your spine. As you exhale, step your left foot to the back of your mat in a lunge. Inhale, reach the right knee forward and the left heel back and let your pelvis sink down towards the floor. So you stretch the front of your left hip flexor. And then as you exhale, step back to downward facing dog. Inhaling to come forward to the plank pose, the top of a push-up. And then exhale, just lower your knees and pause. Good, inhale into the cow pose, extending the spine, hips and chest lift. And then rock forward as you exhale, bend your elbows, take your chest and chin to the floor. Good, as you inhale, slide your chest forward and up, the hips drop down, you can point your toes and roll cobra. And then as you exhale, lower all the way down. <clears throat> inhale up to your hands and knees. And then press your seat to your heels in child's pose and pause. Breathe in and breathe out. And as you kind of regroup here, Notice your like tendency and your desire to want to speed up and like just let's move on and get things going. And then as you inhale again, come up to your hands and knees, tuck your toes, exhale to downward facing dog. On your breath in, left leg stretches back and up behind you. And then as you exhale, left foot between the hands. As you inhale and really separate your legs, let your pelvis drop down towards the floor. Good, and then exhale and step your right foot forward to meet your left. Inhale and extend your spine long. Exhale and refold. On your breath in, come all the way to stand, sweep the arms out and reach up overhead. And exhale to bring your hands in front of your heart. Good, just release your arms down to your sides or your hands on your waist. And look at your feet first and make sure that they're parallel to each other. So all 10 of your toes are pointing forward. They can have a little bit of space between them if that's what feels comfortable in your body. And then lift up all 10 of your toes, peel them all up away from the floor. And then imagine that you're trying to make your foot shorter. So the heel draws forward towards the ball of the foot 
and the ball pulls backwards towards the heel. So just imagine you're trying to scrunch your foot up and fit it into a pair of shoes that's too small. Keep that and then start with your pinky toe. Put just your pinky toes down on the floor. Try to keep the other toes lifted. You might have to look at them to make that happen. And then after that, your what would be your ring finger if it was your hand. So your ring toe can go down to the floor and the other three stay lifted. Good. And then the middle toe goes down to the floor and the first two stay lifted. That's the hardest one. Your hands are doing it too. <laughs> and then your first toe goes down to the floor and your big toe stays lifted. And then your big toe goes down to the floor. And then once your big toe is down on the floor, make sure your feet are still short. And just notice how when you spread your toes out like that and you activate the arches of your feet, your quads turn on a little bit. So your quads feel a little bit stronger and your kneecaps lift up. So this is one of the things that we want to practice coming back to throughout um, our time together today, because this is how you want your legs to be activated when we do our standing balance uh, pose of the month so that we don't topple over, okay? So we're just kind of building this muscle memory and building a practice step-by-step. Step. When you inhale, reach your arms out and up overhead. Exhale and fold forward for Surya Namaskar A. And as you inhale, extend your spine. Then exhale, step, hop, or walk, feet back into plank pose. Breathe in. As you breathe out, you can keep your knees up or down and lower down, chaturanga or half chaturanga. And then inhale to upward facing dog or cobra. And exhale to downward facing dog. Good, so downward facing dog in the sun salutation sequence is one of those natural pauses. You can check in with yourself. Notice what's going on around you. Bring your awareness back into the space, regroup, regain your composure, smooth out your breath. Then take one more breath in and out. And then on an inhale, look towards your hands. And when you exhale, step up or walk feet to your hands. As you breathe in, extend your spine long. And exhale to fold forward. And inhale and come all the way to stand. Reach your arms out and up. Exhale, bring your hands in front of your heart. Lift all 10 of your toes. Shorten your foot. And then try to set your toes down one at a time. You don't have to go quite as slow this time. But see if you can keep them spread out one toe at a time down to the floor. Once you have your foot active like that, notice your quads are active, and your kneecaps are lifted a little bit. And then when you inhale, stretch your arms out and reach up. Exhale, fold forward. Inhale as you lengthen out your spine. And then exhale, step up or walk, plank pose. Breathe in. Go slow as you exhale, lower through chaturanga or knees down chaturanga. Nice, and then inhale, upward facing dog. And as you exhale, press back into downward facing dog. And just take this time to check in.
remember while you're here in downward facing dog if you liked that shorter version the bulldog version you can walk your feet in take some weight out of your wrists stretch your hamstrings and then on your next breath in look towards your hands and when you exhale step hop or walk bring your feet to your hands and as you inhale lengthen out your spine and then exhale to fold over your legs. Breathe in and come all the way to stand. Circle your arms out and reach up. As you exhale and bring your hands in front of your heart, see if you can go ahead and activate your feet and legs. And then one more round as you inhale, stretch your arms out and up. <clears throat> and exhale to fold forward. Breathing in to lengthen Ardha Uttanasana. Exhale, plank pose, palakasana. Let's pause and take a breath in. You're in plank pose now. <laughs> pause and take a breath in. And then as you exhale, lower down slowly. Inhale to upward facing dog. And exhale to downward facing dog. And so both the mental and the physical aspects of yoga are a slow and steady process. And Patanjali indicates this in the Yoga Sutra, actually in the first book of the Yoga Sutra, he says that our practice only becomes firmly grounded when we attend to it for a long time. We can't just like sit on a meditation cushion one day and then get up and say, oh, that didn't work. I'll never be able to meditate. I'll never be able to focus. You can't just come to one yoga class and say, oh, yoga wasn't good for me. You have to build a practice over time. Take one more breath in and out. And then when you inhale, look to your hands. And when you exhale, bring your feet to your hands. And inhale and lengthen your spine. And exhale, fold forward. On your breath in, come all the way to stand. Reach your arms out and up. And exhale, bring your hands in front of your heart. Good. And then just take a pause here for a moment. Check in. Shift a little more weight into your left foot. <laughs> Bend your right knee, turn your right knee out to the side. Go ahead and slide your heel to your ankle, but don't go any further up than that just yet. Then spread your left toes. So you can lift them all up, spread them out again like we did before. Activate your arch, put all of your toes back down. Try to keep that left leg active and then bring the right foot either to your calf or all the way up to your inner thigh. And as you lift your right foot up to your calf or to your inner thigh, if you focus on keeping this le um, left leg active, you'll notice something. You'll notice that usually when you put your foot up on your leg, your left hip goes out to the side like this, right? If you keep that leg active, you keep the arch of your foot active, your leg's going to stay in alignment. Okay. So work on that. You can take your hands wherever they serve you best here in front of your heart you can go up overhead if you like 
But so Patanjali says we have to build a practice over time. It takes a long time. You can't just do it once and say it's done. He also says in the same sutra that not only does our practice, is it built over time, but it's built over time without a break. Like you can't go to yoga class for a week and then not come back for a month and then come back a couple of times and then take a few weeks off. It doesn't work that way. It takes consistency, right? You can't like learn to play the piano by sitting down and playing out Mary Had a Little Lamb and then never going back to your piano again and think you're going to come back and uh, be able to play Beethoven. You have to practice consistently over time. Take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, start to point your right knee forward and step your right foot back into warrior one. You can change your arm position here if you were doing something with your arms that you don't want to do in warrior one. And then challenge yourself a little bit. See if you can get a 90 degree angle in your left knee tonight. Usually I don't care at all. But one of the things we're working on building tonight is strength in the outer hips. And so see if you can get that front leg to about a 90 degree angle. Your thigh is more or less parallel to the ground. And it's okay if you don't like this, you don't ever have to do it this way again. Just for tonight, give it a try. One more breath in. And if your arms are lifted, take your hands to your waist as you exhale. Press off with your right foot when you inhale, step forward to the front of your mat. And then position your feet how you like them for Utkatasana, the chair pose. So I know some of you will like them a little closer together and some of you want to keep that same space between your feet. Just keep your hands at your waist and start to sit back. And just imagine that the chair you're sitting into is really far away from you and it's actually too short for you. So you have to sit way back and down to get into it. And then raise your arms up beside your ears. And try to lift your chest. Do the best you can. Get your shoulders over your hips and then turn your palms forward. Bend your elbows. Keep your elbows at shoulder height. So don't take them down here. Keep them up to shoulder height. And then just a tiny little bit, tip your fingertips back and your elbows forward. So it feels like the bottom tip of your shoulder blade pokes forward into the back of your heart. Nice, take another breath in and out. And then when you inhale, stand up really tall, reach your arms up, exhale, fold forward. And then you can stay here in Uttanasana, just extending your spine and refolding. Or if you like, you can take Padangusasana, grabbing your big toes with your first two fingers. <clears throat> and then go ahead and bend your knees just for a minute. And tilt your pelvis forward and reach your tailbone towards the ceiling. And then try to keep your pelvis tipping forward in this way and practice straightening your legs. And if you straighten your legs and it pulls your pelvis backwards, then just keep your knees bent. 
So with knees bent or with straight legs, you're reaching your sitting bones towards the ceiling. Take another breath in and out. If you're holding onto your big toes, go ahead and release that. Slide your hands onto your shins, lengthen your spine. If you like your feet closer together for Utkatasana, the chair pose, then you can slide them a little bit closer together. Sit back and down. And then inhale, raise your arms. Again, bend your elbows, <clears throat> keep the elbows as high as the shoulders, and then just a tiny little bit, the fingertips go backwards and the elbows tilt forward. And on your next breath in, come all the way to stand, reach up. And then exhale, release your hands in front of your heart. And take your hands to your waist. And then have about hips distance between your feet. So if they were together, spread them just slightly apart. <clears throat> Shift a little more weight into your right foot. Bend your left knee. Turn your left knee towards the window and then slide your heel to your ankle and start there. And then just come to your right leg. Activate the arch of your foot, the quadricep muscle engages, the kneecap lifts a little bit. Try to keep that as you raise your left foot to your calf muscle or to your inner thigh. And then you do what you like with your arms. So Patanjali says we have to practice for a long time without a break. And the final qualification, he says, we have to practice with patience. It's a slow and steady process. It doesn't happen overnight or in one meditation session or one yoga class. Let's take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, start to point your left knee forward and step your left foot back into warrior one. And when you breathe in, change your arms if you need or want to change your arms. And then when you exhale, challenge yourself to get your right knee to a 90 degree angle tonight. So you might need to step your left foot back a little further than what you're used to. And it's okay if your hips open out to the left side a little bit when you do that. We're not going for like hips forward or anything like that tonight. There are lots of different ways that we can do all of the postures. It just depends on what your intention is when you're doing the posture. Why are we doing this? Tonight we're doing this because we wanna strengthen our outer hips. So getting that 90 degree angle is really good for helping you strengthen your right outer hip. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
one more breath in. Bring the hands down to the waist. When you inhale again, step your left foot forward, find your Utkatasana stance. And then when you exhale, sit back into your like kindergarten chair. So it's way back there and it's really low. When you inhale, raise your arms, do the best you can to lift your shoulders above your pelvis. Turn the palms forward, bend the elbows. Elbows come to the height of your shoulders and then just the teeniest little bit, your fingertips go backwards and your elbows go forwards. One more breath in and out. When you inhale, stretch up really tall. Exhale and fold forward. Again, Uttanasana, just hanging forward here a little or fingertips to your toes, Padangustasana. And as you inhale, extend your spine. And then exhale, as you fold, bend your knees a little, tilt your pelvis forward. So that feels like your sitting bones and your tailbone point up. And then try to keep that forward tilt in your pelvis as you straighten your legs. And you might straighten your legs and then you'll feel your tailbone start to like draw back down. If that happens, just keep your knees bent. And then if you're holding your toes, release them. When you inhale, extend your spine. Step your feet together if that's how you like them for Utkatasana. And then when you exhale, sit back. Inhale, raise your arms. Palms forward, exhale, bend the elbows. Squeeze your shoulder blades towards each other. Fingertips tip backwards, elbows tip forward. When you take your next breath in, stand up really tall, reach up. Exhale, bring the hands down in front of your heart. And just take a moment to pause, regroup, catch your breath. And then we'll turn to face the long edge of the mat. So if you're in the room with me, we're gonna face out the windows. If you're at home, you can turn whichever way you want it to. And if you like to have blocks, when you do triangle pose or side angle pose, put one block at the front of your mat and one block at the back of your mat. Take your feet out wide. And then turn your left toes towards the back of the room. Right toes are pointing towards the long end of your mat or here in the room with me, they're pointing towards the window. And then bend your left knee. And like we did in warrior one, try to get a 90 degree angle here. So you might have to widen your stance even more. Think about dropping your left thigh parallel to the floor. And then um, I'm gonna come over to the side of the room. So Pat, I'm gonna come back to you and you'll be able to see me here in a second. <laughs> but I want you guys to be able to see this here. So you're gonna take your left hand onto your left thigh. And you're going to spin your left thigh out. So you're going to rotate all of this flesh and bone out. 
like you're tucking your left tail or your left sitting bone all the way underneath of you. And then when you do that, your right hip is going to activate a little bit. Like you can take your hands back there and poke around and your right, uh, sorry, not your right, your left. It's my right because I'm trying to mirror you. Take your left hand back there. You can kind of poke around on your glutes and they should feel a little bit harder than what they normally feel. That's what we're going for today. And then raise your arms up to shoulder height. So Pat, it looks like your hand on your thigh here and then you're rolling everything back. So this outer hip and glute area strengthen up. So on your next breath in, straighten your left leg. And then for extended triangle poses, you exhale, reach out to the left and hinge down. Your left hand might fall to your shin, your ankle might come to a block or even all the way down to the floor. Stretch your right arm up to the sky. And then keep trying to kind of tuck that left sitting bone in a little bit. This time it's almost like you're reaching your left sitting bone towards your right heel. When you inhale, come all the way back up through center. Take your hands to your waist, and as you exhale, turn your feet parallel to each other. Squeeze your elbows together, lift your chest when you inhale, and when you exhale, start to fold forward. As you fold, your hands might come down to the floor underneath of your shoulders, or you might grab a block to place your hands on. And then as you inhale, extend your spine. And then before you fold, check in with your inner thigh. So we're going for an inner thigh stretch. And some of you might need to take your stance quite a bit wider, like almost all the way out to the front end and the back end of your mat, like you're going to do the middle split. And then you can start to fold. So if you've got the feet out really wide, folding forward will be just coming down to your forearms and your elbows. So you want to try to get that stretch to your inner thighs, not around back in your hamstrings. Take one more breath in and out. And if you're on your forearms and elbows, come back up to the palms of your hands when you inhale. And then if you took your feet wider, as you exhale, just kind of toe heel them back into their starting position. And then when you breathe in, lengthen your spine, bring your hands up to your waist. 
Exhale and hold here. And then on your breath in, come all the way up to stand. As you exhale, point your right toes to the front of the room. And then bend your right knee. And again, aim for that 90 degree angle or your thigh parallel to the floor. And like warrior one, you can hate it and you can never have to do it this way again. Just for today, give it a try. Then you can take your right hand onto your right thigh, spin that whole thing under, like you're tucking your right sitting bone under. Your pelvis might shift a little bit, and that's okay. And take your right hand. You can poke around back here. It should be a little bit harder now. You can keep that there, and then raise your arms up to shoulder. everybody think of somebody that you love a whole lot does everybody love somebody a whole lot one person think of somebody you love a whole lot bend your knee as much as you love them there you go and then on your next breath in straighten your right leg and when you exhale reach to the right and hinge down utita trikonasana the extended triangle pose Hand to shin, ankle, block, or the floor. Stretch the left arm up. And then you wanna keep that right outer hip active. So you're kind of pulling the right sitting bone towards the left heel. Inhale again, come all the way up to stand. Bring your hands to your waist, turn your feet parallel to each other. And then toe heel your feet in until they're just outside of hips width. So we're coming to Malasana. If you know what that is, that might help you determine how wide you like your feet. The toes will turn out a little bit, the heels turn in. And then as you exhale, start coming down into a squat. Some of you might stop when your hips just reach the height of your knees. That's good. That's plenty of strengthening there. You might be able to lower all the way down until your hips are in between your heels. Hands can come in front of your heart, or you can take your hands down to the floor if you need a little extra support there. And then it can look really graceful or it can look really clumsy. It doesn't matter. Take your hands to the floor and sit all the way down. Stay facing towards the long edge of your mat and spread your feet out wide, legs out wide. 
And then like you did in warrior two, you're going to spin your thighs out like you're tucking your sitting bones underneath of you. So you can take one hand to each side or you can just grab a big handful and roll each side back individually. But you're going to roll them back a little bit and it'll feel like your sitting bones kind of tuck underneath of you for a minute. We're going to fix that. But right now it's kind of tucked under and the thighs are rolling out, the toes pointing towards the ceiling. So that helps activate your outer thigh muscles. Try to keep that. Take your hands to the floor behind your hips and then press down like you're gonna lift your whole butt up off the floor and tip the top of your pelvis forward. So you're gonna keep rolling the thighs back as the pelvis tips forward and then you get your sitting bones out from underneath of you. Now you might keep your hands behind you if that's what helps you keep your pelvis tipping forward. If you can bring your hands around in front and still keep your pelvis tipping forward, then walk your hands all the way out and fold in between your legs. If your hands have to stay behind you to keep the sitting bones forward, then just fold as far as your arms are long. As you inhale, start to come back up to seated. Slide your hands underneath of your knees from behind. So reach behind and put your hands under your knees. And then as you start to lift your knees away from the floor, pull the soles of your feet together and let your knees fall out wide like butterfly wings. If you're sitting on a blanket right now, then you'll want to just bring your heels in closer to your pelvis. If you're not sitting on a blanket, take your hands behind your hips. This time, press them down enough to lift your whole bottom up off the floor and then swing your bottom closer to your heels and sit back down. Good, and then take your hands in front and hold onto your ankles, your arches, or your toes. Press your heels together, and as you squeeze your heels together and like the outer edge, the pinky toe side of your foot, you should get a little more external rotation. So it might not move far, but your knees will open a little bit wider when you do that. Try to keep that and then start to fold forward, reaching your chest towards your big toes. Inhale, start to sit back up. Use your hands on the outsides of your knees to help your knees come together. And then as you spin to face the front, 
you're gonna lie down on your belly. So your head will be up here at this end, your feet will be back there and you'll be on your belly. With your arms back at your sides for Shalabhasana, the locust pose. So your hands are back next to your hips and turn your palms down so you can feel the floor underneath the palms of your hands. And then just lift your shoulders so your shoulder blades will kind of draw towards the center of your back and down a little bit. Keep that and use the strength of your back to lift your chest, lift your head, your glutes and hamstrings are going to work to lift your legs. Everything lifts all the way up off the floor. It's up to you. You can keep your hands down or lift them up, whatever feels best for you. Take one more breath in. When you exhale, lower down. Turn your head to the right so your left ear and your left cheek come onto the mat. Rest your arms. You can maybe turn your palms to the ceiling if that helps relax your shoulders a little bit. If you like to shake your hips from side to side, you can release your low back in that way or bend your knees and sweep your shins back and forth if that is a better option. If your knees are bent, go ahead and rest your feet back on the mat. Turn your forehead down towards the floor. This time, take your hands behind your back and make a fist. Some of you might choose to keep your elbows bent. And if you do, you'll press your fist into your sacrum and squeeze your elbows towards each other so they point up towards the ceiling. And then some of you might choose to straighten your elbows and reach your knuckles back towards your heels. It doesn't matter which one you do, just whatever feels good in your body. And then when you inhale, strength of the backside of your body lifts your chest, your head, and your legs. If you are straightening your elbows, you might even try to lift your arms. If your elbows are bent, then don't try to lift your arms. Instead, try to lift your elbows. One more breath in. And then when you exhale and lower down, release your hands, turn your head to the left so that your right ear and your right cheek rest on the mat. And then you can again shake your hips a little or bend your knees, however you like to release your low back here. And then once you're ready, bring your hands underneath of your shoulders, press up to your hands and knees, and we will do some lunges now. So if you want to have a blanket underneath of your knees, go ahead and grab your blanket. And if you moved one of your blocks to the back of your mat and you know you really like those for lunges, you can bring both blocks to the front of your mat, but you don't necessarily need them. So you can start in downward dog, or you can start from your hands and knees, wherever you want to start tonight. We're going to bring the right foot forward between the hands first. So you can lift up to down dog and step your right foot forward, or just swing that right foot up there. And then the left knee is down 
on the mat. So we're going for stretching your hip flexor. So that's this area here where your leg and your torso meet each other. The stretch is going to be a little bit higher, kind of up here in your hip crease a little bit, okay? So there's lots of different things you can do. And for some of you, it's enough just to keep the hands on blocks, drop the pelvis forward, lift the chest. Some of you will need to get your torso a little bit higher to position your pelvis better. So you can bring your hands up to your thigh. You want to get a little bit of a backwards tilt of your pelvis. So getting the torso a little bit higher can help you do that. And then you can even have more intensity if you lift the left arm. You don't have to lift the right arm. It doesn't do anything for the left hip flexor, but if it just makes you feel better about the whole thing, you can lift the right arm too. Take one more breath in. And then when you exhale, go ahead and just bring your hands down to the floor or blocks and shift back just a little bit so that you get out of that deep stretch just for a second so you can watch up here. So next we're going for stretching your left quadricep muscle. So you're of course gonna get some stretch here still because everything's connected, but we wanna stretch a little bit more in the belly of the muscle. And I'm gonna show you a couple of ways that you can do that, okay? So the first thing that you can do is take your hand to the floor or a block, left hand underneath the left shoulder. Let me turn this way so you can see it a little bit better. Left hand under the left shoulder. Bend the left knee, twist to the right, reach back with your right hand and hold your left foot. This will give you a pretty decent stretch here. You can also try lifting your torso all the way upright. Take your right hand to your right thigh Bend your left knee, reach back with your left hand and try to pull that heel all the way up to touch your butt. Or you can kick that left leg off to the side, sit back and then walk yourself back either onto your forearms and elbows or all the way down onto your back. So it'll be different for everybody. You do what gives you the best stretch. Everybody's gonna do something different and everybody's taking a little while to figure out what they want. So once you get where you want to go, take about three to four breaths in that position. And then after those three to four breaths and you start to bring yourself out of that position, just rest on your hands and knees. And then when you start to go back to your hands and knees, we're just gonna do the whole thing over on the second side. So you can start from tabletop or down dog. Your left foot's gonna come forward between your hands, right knee is down on the floor. And then we're doing the hip flexor first. So we want the stretch to be up a little bit higher. The best way to get that is by tipping your pelvis backwards a little bit. 
And the easiest way to tip your pelvis backwards a little bit is to get your torso up. So have some blocks underneath of your hands or your torso all the way upright with your hands on your thighs. The right arm is the only thing that's gonna do anything for your right hip flexor, but for balance, left arm can be lifted as well. So you'll, you'll probably still feel a stretch in your quadricep muscle a little bit. Everything is, it's all the same, but you wanna focus the stretch up here in the hip flexor. So whatever position you need to be to get that. And then when you're ready, all the same options apply for stretching your quad. So the first option would be that your right hand comes underneath of your right shoulder, your left knee bends, oh, sorry, your right knee bends and you reach back with your left hand to grab that foot. Second option would be that you bring your torso all the way upright, reach back and grab the right foot with the right hand and bring the heel all the way in to the hip. And the third option would be to sit back and recline back. So again, three to four breaths in whatever position works the best for you. And like, they're all equal, they're all the same. It's not like one is better than the other, or one's more advanced than the other. It's just all bodies are different and experience things in a different way. When you're ready, you're coming back to your hands and knees. And then in the same way we started at the very beginning of class, you're gonna tuck your left toes under, slide your left foot to the back of your mat, spin your heel down, turn open to the left, take your left hand to your left Good, now your strong left outer hip is gonna lift your left leg so your heel comes as high as your hip. You can stay right here. This is already a big balance challenge. So you can just stay here and work on that, build some patience with yourself. Otherwise, bend your left knee to your chest. Don't kick your heel to your butt. Bend your left knee to your chest. So you can look up here if you need to see what that means, but you're squeezing your knee to your chest. Then you're gonna take your left hand to your left ankle. Think of the front of your body like the sunshine and shine out towards that window as you kick your left heel back behind you. Breathe in. And breathe out. Then just as graceful as you can, when you inhale, stretch your left leg back and your left arm up. And exhale everything down to the floor and tabletop. Nice job. Tuck your right toes under. Slide your right foot to the back of your mat. Spin your heel down, open to the right hand to the waist. That strong right outer hip, lift the leg up. Just stay right here if this is your pose tonight or bend your knee to your chest. Reach your right hand down, hold on to your ankle. Front of the body shines to the wall as you kick your right heel back. Breathe in. And breathe out. And then as you inhale, just as graceful as you can, stretch the leg back and the arm up. 
and exhale, return to tabletop. Good. Take a round of cat and cow. Inhale to lift your tail and lift your chest. And then exhale to tuck your tail and round your spine. When you breathe in, come back to neutral. Slide your hands forward about a handprint or so, and then lift up into downward facing dog. And if you have blankets on your mat, go ahead and move them out of your way. And then look towards your hands and step, hop, or walk your feet all the way up to meet your hands. As you inhale, extend your spine, reach your chest forward and your hips back. And then as you exhale, fold forward. And inhale and come all the way to stand. Reach your arms out and up overhead. Exhale, hands come in front of the heart. <clears throat> Take a breath in. And then fold from your hip creases when you exhale. Grab a block and take your block about uh, a little more than a foot in front of your right foot. Place your right hand on your block. Bring your left hand to your waist, bend both of your knees slightly. And then strong left leg as you lift that leg straight up behind you. So it's like a warrior three variation. The hips and the chest are still oriented towards the floor. And then the best you can, start to straighten your right leg. You can lift your toes here if you need to, but shorten your foot. Activate through the arch of your foot. Feel that leg strengthen up. Then bend your left knee to your chest. Reach your left hand down. Hold on to your ankle. Front of your body as you inhale shines out towards the window as you kick the left heel up and back behind you. Breathe in, go slow, be patient, and breathe out for one. Inhale. Exhale for two. Breathe in. And out for three. Then as graceful as you can, left leg kicks back, left arm reaches up. Breathe in, half knee. As you exhale, rotate everything down to the floor. Soften your knees, fold over your legs. Inhale to lengthen your spine. Exhale, fold forward. Nice. On your breath in, come all the way to stand. Stretch your arms out and up. Exhale, bring your hands together in front of your foot. And then from your hip creases, fold forward. Take that block just a little over a foot in front of your uh, left foot. Left hand comes onto your block. Take your right hand to your waist. Bend both of your knees just a little. And then a strong right leg. Nope, left leg. As you lift your right leg up behind you. Right leg is lifting. And then start to straighten your left leg. You can lift your toes if you need to. Get that leg really strong and active. Bend your right knee to your chest. Reach your right hand down to hold your ankle. And then you're gonna start to kick your heel towards your butt, shine the front of your body towards the wall. And you're in Ardha Chandra Chapasana. Breathe in. <laughs> Breathe out for one. Inhale. Exhale for two. Breathe in. Just have patience. Breathe out for three. 
With grace, inhale, extend arm leg. Nice. And as you exhale, rotate everything to the floor. Inhale to extend your spine out long. As you exhale, fold forward. Just keep your knees soft. Let your torso dangle over your thighs. You might even nod your head and shake your head. You could sway a little bit from side to side if that feels good in your body. And with the hands on the shins or the thighs, inhale as you lengthen your spine. As you exhale, plant your hands on the floor, walk your feet back to downward facing dog. Take a breath in. And then on your breath out, lower the knees and return to balasana of a child's pose. So both the physical and the mental aspects of yoga are built with time and patience and devotion. If you didn't catch your foot today, you didn't get your hips stacked, you didn't stand in balance, it doesn't mean that you'll never be able to do it. For now, it just means that you haven't had enough time. So you can continue to build your practice slow and steady and make all of the necessary preparations. When you inhale, roll your torso away from the floor. Just swing your feet off to one side or the other. Have seats. Legs come all the way around in front. Just stretch your legs forward and then bring your right knee up towards your chest. And cross your right foot to the outside of your left knee. Keep your left hand holding onto your right knee. Take your right hand behind your hip. As you inhale, extend through the crown of your head. And on your exhalation, rotate your torso to the right. Breathe in. And breathe out. Inhale. And exhale. Take one more breath in. And then as you exhale, untwist and uncross your legs. And then inhale and extend that right leg forward. And pull the left knee to the chest. And step the left foot across, hold the left knee with the right hand, left hand behind the hip. Inhale to extend your spine, and as you exhale, rotate your torso to the left. Breathe in. And out for one. Inhale. And exhale two. Breathe in. And out for three. And start to turn forward, uncross the legs. You can stretch that left leg forward, shake out your legs just a little bit, and then take a moment to build yourself a comfortable seat. So if you need to grab some blankets or you want to grab a block and put a blanket on top of a block, we're going to take a few minutes of seated meditation before we recline into Shavasana. 
If you prefer to be on your knees for your meditation, you can come to kneeling in hero pose or virasana. Some way that you can extend through the crown of your head. Keep your pelvis tipping forward to support your lumbar curve. Rest your hands in your lap or on your thighs. And just slide your hands back far enough that your elbows can release just beneath your shoulders. So your shoulders and the sides of your neck and throat can relax. Just tilt your head so that your chin is parallel to the floor. And you can close your eyes or you can soften your gaze down to the floor in front of you and keep your eyes open. Take a deep breath in through your nose. And then as you're exhaling slowly, try to make that exhalation nice and smooth. Take one more breath in. Let that breath go. Relax your jaw and shift your awareness to your breath in and out. Right now, you're not trying to breathe in any particular way or at any particular speed. It's just a natural flow of breath in and out, using the breath to anchor the awareness. So your mind might wander off. And you have to just very gently guide it back.
If you'd like to end your practice resting on your back in Shavasana, then just as quietly as you can, start to shift out of your seat and down onto your back. <clears throat> Make yourself comfortable, but do so with as little fuss as possible. And whether you're resting on your back here or you're still seated, just take this time to note the quality of your experience. How do you feel? not just in your body, but how do you feel in your head and how do you feel in your heart? Begin to slowly deepen 
Wiggle your toes and your fingers. Rock your head a little side to side. Take your time slowly awakening, starting to bring the knees to the chest, rolling to the right or to the left, and pressing yourself up to seated. As you come up to seated, just take a comfortable seat with your hands either resting in your lap or together in front of your heart. Bow the wisdom of your head towards the wisdom of your heart. You can close your eyes, or just soften your gaze down towards the floor. And again, just kind of notice how you feel. I hope that you feel good. Like there's a little more uh, vibrancy in your experience, a little more life. We didn't do a lot tonight. We did very few poses for a 90 minute class took a lot of things out so that we could build this practice. <clears throat> and I think that um, a lot of times we wanna do more, like we wanna go to the 90 minute class cause there's like a lot of poses to do in there and it's hard and we get sweaty and there's like some something going on. Um, and life is like that too. Like we wanna fill our lives up with all these activities and commitments because we think that um, we might miss out on something if we don't. Um, but maybe the way to, to build a more full and uh, vibrant life is by taking some things away, by doing less. So just something to think about as everything starts to open up again and we have the opportunity to do more things. Do you really want to do more? We're going to close our practice with three rounds of the sound of Om because this is one thing that I do want to do again, is be able to, to, to chant and sing together again. So take a deep breath in through your nose. Let that breath go. And then we'll share three rounds of Om together, breathing in. Om. divine light in me sees and honors the divine light in each one of you. Namaste. Thank you all so much for being here this evening. I will give uh, some credit for the, the theme of this class to a friend of mine. His name is Reggie Hubbard. Um, I met him at a teacher training out in Colorado right before COVID hit and we all had to actually leave early and they canceled the training and it was like this big thing. Um, but he 
uh, posted something the other day about this lake. You know, everything's opening up again, and we all want to go out and do some things because we have FOMO, right? Like fear of missing out. And he said, well, what if uh, instead we practiced JOMO, the joy of missing out? That, like, some of the things that we're missing are good. It's good to be missing those things. So just a little something to think about.